What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another hour of the Andy Slater Show on this very important day, at least for some of you. It's a Wednesday. It's February 14th, and that means it's a day to celebrate romance, romantic relationships. You know about those? Or if you're single, you just pick one or two friends to hang out with tonight. And you have a fantastic time, especially if you have a jacuzzi, some drinks, some good food, some good views. Look, I'm here right now doing the show yet again this afternoon from lovely Medellin. Here, they don't celebrate Valentine's Day in February. They've got their day of friendship and love. That's in September. I don't know the exact date. And the reason for that is because every day around here in Colombia is essentially the same. Here it's more like Groundhog Day. Doesn't have to be February 2nd. It could be February 14th. It could be March 23rd. Doesn't matter. Every day here, pretty much the same. And that's a good thing, not bad. But I do have to send out a friendly reminder. You still got time. I know we're getting late into the afternoon hours, but you could hit up Walgreens. You could hit up CVS. I don't think there's any Rite Aids around, but hit up your local drugstore, not drug dealer. They're not going to help you with this. Drugstore. Get a card. Get something. Get a box of chocolates. Get some flowers, some roses. You can find them on the street. Normally, you can only get that done on the corner in Hialeah. Today, it's everywhere. You've seen it. You've driven by it. Do something. You still have time. It is not too late. Because if you don't do something, if your significant other, your girl, your guy, whoever, whatever floats your boat, If they were like, ah, don't worry about it, please. We've been together a while. You don't have to do anything. Do it. Otherwise, Cupid, Cupid's going to shoot an arrow in the wrong direction. Something like that. Did that even make sense? I don't really know a whole lot about Cupid, but can you blame me? What I do know is that here in the middle of February, I do get a little excited. Not because of Valentine's Day. But because baseball season is almost here, we got to pivot from football. Football season is over. The Dolphins offseason hasn't really begun yet, even though their last game was a long time ago where they lost to the back-to-back champions now, Kansas City Chiefs. But we got to start focusing on everything else going on. Pitchers and catchers reporting. We go from the NFL season to players showing up in Jupiter, all around Florida, showing up in Arizona, and I think that's fantastic. Baseball coverage on this show, it will definitely exist. We get ready for opening day. We try to figure out how the Marlins will win more than 78 and a half games. 
That's the total, at least on the Hard Rock app. I can't see it, but I'll get more into it. And the only thing that I hate about the baseball futures or any futures when you bet them before the season, you let the sports book hold your money for so long. They love it. Imagine holding somebody's money for that long from February or March all the way until October. I don't know if they would let you collect early if the team goes over or they mathematically can't get to that number and the under is a sure thing. I don't know if uh, Hard Rock would let you do that. They do it with like rushing and receiving yards when you could lose yards and the over hits, they already graded a winner. I've never seen that before, but I'm totally down with that. But as far as the futures go, probably not, but I'm not sure. I know in future wagering in baseball, you have to play a certain amount of games. I want to say it's 160. So if you've got three games that get postponed and never made up, you're technically not supposed to get paid. Sports books nowadays, though, the online ones are a lot different than the ones that we're used to seeing in Vegas, in the casinos, in the hotels, in the resorts. Online sports books do a lot more than the actual brick and mortar sports books. They're way more lenient on things. And they do it as promotions. There's so many people that I've seen online who write to Hard Rock Bet. And they're like, hey, my guy got hurt after five minutes in the NBA game. Are you going to avoid this bet? I had the over in points, but he got hurt five minutes into the game. It's not fair. That's part of gambling. Injuries are a part of sports. And apparently there's some sports books. The Hard Rock's not doing it, and I don't blame them. They shouldn't. Some sports books void the bet? Like, that's crazy. That's nuts. Because if you take an under, that's just part of it. If the player gets injured, well, your under is gold. Not that you're rooting for a player to get injured. You just normally take unders because you think the player is not going to get a certain amount of points or yards or whatever it may be. In any event, we got a lot going on. Things you could wager on, things you don't have to wager on, things you could just enjoy watching on television or you can go to in person. The Miami Heat, they finished their first part of the season. They're more than halfway through their schedule, but the All-Star break supposed to be the halfway point. They're going to be in Philly tonight. The Panthers are also in Pennsylvania, but they're taking on the Pittsburgh Penguins. And on top of that, the University of Miami basketball team will continue paddling for their March Madness life. They will play on the road at Clemson. That's a rough one. And they just lost at home to UNC over the weekend. Their schedule is not easy to close out their season. I loved what happened last year. FAU is doing a lot better than the University of Miami this season. And we kind of got spoiled, or at least I got spoiled. I can't believe the Canes may not even make the tournament. Oof. After going to the Final Four, now they may not make the tournament. They still can, but they're going to have to step it up. Don't count out the Canes, at least not in 
basketball. Football, that's another story. All right, so I got a lot to get to on this very special day for a lot of you, Valentine's Day. But I can't get to any of it until this hour officially begins. It's time to shuffle up and deal. Watching that Miami Heat game last night, that was such a Spo game. If I was in South Florida right now, I told you I'm not. I'm in Medellin. And I could do this show from anywhere in the world, which is the best part not only for me but for you because you can kind of feel like you're along for the ride. I do my best to at least make you feel that way. But if I was in South Florida doing the show right now, I would have had access to the Hard Rock app. And I would have absolutely put something down on the Miami Heat. I could have done it here in Medellin. I would have had to go to the supermarket. That's where you can put in some bets. It's a true story. But I didn't have time. I didn't do it. And I should have. Because going into that game, you knew it was a Spo game. Before the game, he said, don't call us shorthanded because it's an insult. Even though the Miami Heat were missing Jimmy Butler because of a death in the family, scary Terry out with a knee injury. Thankfully, the knee injury isn't so scary anymore. Josh Richardson, shoulder injury. He didn't play. Didn't matter. Eric Spolster and the Miami Heat got the job done, and I feel like these are the times where Spo is at his best. He loves this. Whenever it looks like the Heat won't have enough firepower, they're definitely going to be outmanned. And my gosh, they're going to play Giannis and Dame? And they're on the road? (sighs) Oh, yeah, the, the Heat have no chance in this one. Whenever that happens, whenever you start to think that, that's when Spo starts mixing and matching. He starts to throw random into the starting lineup. That is a Spo game. He loves to do it. Now, of course, he loves his real starting lineup and all of his firepower, but this is just one of those circumstances that happens more often nowadays with guys either resting or because of injuries. This situation is injuries and personal reasons with Jimmy, but we see these nights, not like there's 20 of them, but a handful where Spo gets to go into like the lab And he gets to think to himself, okay, this is what we're working with. This is what I'm going to do. It's tough work. And he loves that tough work. It may sound crazy, but he loves that tough work. The tough work of, look who we're going up against. We don't have these players. All right, we're going to figure this out. And we're going to get it done. So he does all of his digging. He tells the media, we have enough. He does one of those speeches. And then the Miami Heat go out there on the floor, and they look great. Anytime this happens and Spoh's like, hey, we got enough, the other team should be absolutely terrified of facing the Heat that night. I tend to believe, just because of the nature of his personality and the type of competitor that he is, that he really does enjoy these games. I'm not just saying that. I really do believe it. You've got every single reason to doubt the Heat in a game like last night. The other team seems way better. 
you're in a very tough spot. But under Eric Spolstra, when he is your head coach, when you walk into circumstances that are not ideal, he thrives. And look at Jovic. We've heard so much talk about his potential, 20 years old. He was the Heat's top draft pick last season. He didn't really play. They've been developing him. We've seen some flashes of what he can do. The Miami Heat seem to love him. There's been a lot of trade talk that's come up. You tend to hear his name knocked around from time to time, but Pat Riley has stood Pat on keeping Jovic. They're invested in him. So they believe in him. Even though they don't play him a ton, they believe in him. They're developing him. And last night with Rozier out, what does Spo do? Instead of messing up his whole rotation, he plugs in one dude to the position that's out so that as much as possible he can keep the other stuff normal. And we saw Jovic play the best he has, at least from what I've seen. From the first trip the Miami Heat had the ball, he knocked down a three. 24.7 boards, three assists. A thoroughly complete game by a young guy who doesn't tend to get a lot of minutes. That is a huge performance. And it's one of the reasons that the Miami Heat were in the winner's circle last night. The best way I can describe the overall effort last night by the Heat is that's exactly how Spo wants them to be. Everywhere on defense, causing all sorts of turnovers. The ball was popping on offense. It didn't stick at any point. You weren't watching anyone play ISO. You you were watching the ball move from guy to guy. And everyone was knocking down shots. Kevin Love had 19 off the bench. It was a fantastic overall performance by Miami. Sunday, when they were at home against Boston... That was tough. They lost. They got injured. But at the same time, in that game, I don't want to do one of these coaching moves where it's like, oh, well, we kind of feel like it was a win. We saw a lot of good things. You lost the game. I was watching that game, and as an observer, I saw some good things come from the Heat, even though they lost. And look, it wasn't like it it wasn't close. It would not shock me if there was some carryover from that effort against Boston into last night, just in terms of the pace they were playing, the way they were moving the basketball. There were just lots of good things happening. So they lost to Boston, but maybe they found some good in that game, and that's what we saw carry over to last night. Now tonight, the Miami Heat are in Philadelphia. It's their last game before the All-Star break. Kyle Lowry is now with the 76ers, but he will not be playing tonight. He's out. He's still ramping up his conditioning to be ready to play. That might take a while. Who knows? That dude wasn't exactly in prime shape, and the Miami Heat shipped him out, and then he was shipped out again, and now he's in Philadelphia. Philadelphia, they're kind of a mess. Well, that Joel Embiid injury, and he seems to always be injured, that doesn't help things with 
the Sixers. Should be a fun game, though. Why not? The last one before the All-Star break. So we got basketball. We got hockey. The Panthers are in Pittsburgh. And very soon, we're going to have baseball. The Marlins, though, they will not have Jorge Soler. He signed with the Giants. What are the Marlins doing? Should we be okay with what the Marlins are doing? I'll get into that convo in just a moment. You should definitely be okay with what they're doing in the poker room at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. Big time high hands, big time tournaments, so much action in the poker room every single day at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. The Escalator Series is going on right now. It's got a $200,000 guaranteed prize pool this weekend. Next week, $300K. The week after, $400K. And then half a million dollars the week after that. For the entire tournament schedule for the Escalator Series, visit SeminoleHardRockPokerOpen.com. That's SeminoleHardRockPokerOpen.com. My tournament, the Slater Scoops tournament, is a little bit less than three weeks away. We'll talk more about that in the coming days. Head to Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood for the best poker action in South Florida. For all the tournament info, high hand info, all of the action, every piece of info that you need, visit SeminoleHardRockPokerOpen.com and then head on over to Hollywood, get in that poker room, and get in on the action at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. Tomorrow, live racing starts again at Gulfstream Park Thursday through Sunday. It is the championship meet in Hollandale Beach at beautiful Gulfstream Park. I was just out there a few days ago with some friends, went to Ten Palms, the trackside restaurant, had a fantastic meal, actually ate the buffet. It was tremendous, so good. Wagered on the races, watched them live right in front of me with the championship meet you get the best of the best. The food is always great at Gulfstream, but the racing, it's amazing right now. It's always good, but the championship meet is the best of the best. The best horses in the world, the best jockeys in the world, the best trainers in the world, the best races in the world are going on right now at Gulfstream Park. Go on out there, particularly on a live race day, any Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, and have yourself a great time during the championship meet at Gulfstream Park. When will the championship meet be at Lone Depot Park? We've had the World Baseball Classic there. The championship was celebrated. We had the Caribbean Series there. A championship was celebrated. When will we see a championship celebrated by the Miami Marlins at Lone Depot Park? I'm not trying to be funny. I'm asking a legitimate question. The Marlins made the postseason. I was there in Philadelphia. I was watching the games. They didn't last long, but I was there. What a cheesesteak I had from Angelo's. Oh, my gosh. Just thinking about it, I want one right now. The best cheesesteak I've ever had in my entire life. No close second. Angelo's in Philly, number one. And my uh, boy Steve from uh, the gas station in uh, Deerfield, not there anymore. But that was number two. But 
the Philly cheesesteak from Angelo's in Philly. Way up there, number one. Gas station cheesesteak, number two. I remember I used to talk about the cheesesteaks at the gas station all the time. So many of you went in there. Legitimately, they were amazing. That dude knew what he was doing. He's still around, but I don't know if the gas station is. So when are we going to see the Marlins come close to a championship? When are we going to see them do some damage? What is it going to take for them to win 79 games this season? Their total is 78 and a half. Well, you take a look at their home run hitter from last year, Jorge Soler. He agreed to a three-year deal with the San Francisco Giants. Good for him. He's got some more security, $42 million. Three years on his contract. Will it pan out? I don't know. But from a Marlins perspective, how do you justify letting Jorge Soler walk? $42 million over three years, that's $14 million a year. How much is Jorge Soler worth? I don't know that he'll live up to that contract. I don't. I can't tell you. But how do you let Jorge Soler walk? It seemed like the Marlins weren't interested at all. This is a team that's offensively challenged. They need a big masher in the middle of that lineup. Jorge Soler had 36 bombs, 75 RBI. He was a reliable force right in the middle of that lineup last season. When pitchers looked at the Marlins, they'd said, oh boy, how am I going to deal with Luis Arise? He gets two or three hits a game, and then I got to keep Soler in the ballpark? Now, where is the scary in the Marlins lineup? They're going to call up Pat Riley and ask for a scary Terry? I mean, where's the scary? Who's the guy who pitchers are going to stay up at night and worry about, how am I going to keep this guy from hitting the ball out of the ballpark? You look at other teams, oh, there's a lot of scary in their lineups. Multiple players. Look at the Yankees now. Finally. I like it when the Yankees are good. More games I go to, more Legends buffets I eat at at Yankee Stadium. It's tremendous. Where is the scary for the Miami Marlins? Is the answer Jazz Chisholm Jr.? Jazz is capable of putting up big numbers, but you run into the same issues with Jazz this season that you had last season and the season before. How many games is Jazz going to play? And now that he's playing center field, that's a very demanding position. He surprised me last season. He really came on and played great in center field. He's got exactly one year experience at that spot. And you're talking about a player with a history of being banged up. So... If the Marlins are going to rely solely on Jazz to provide pop in that lineup, 
that's most likely going to be a problem. You, you really think you're finally going to get pop from Abby Garcia? I doubt it. There are messages that teams send to their fans when they make certain moves or when they fail to make other moves. By the Marlins not signing Solaire, or not even being close to signing him, so it seems. The season after he was excellent, after he helped the club get to the postseason. What does that tell fans? Does that tell you the Marlins want to win? They want to be successful? What are they saying? We can't afford to pay a legitimate slugger good money. We'd just rather let him walk. We got Josh Bell. We got Jake Berger, my twin. We got Jazz. Hopefully he'll play in more games than he has recently. We're good to go. Well, think about that. If you're good with Josh Bell, Jake Berger, and Jazz, think about how much better you would be if you had Jorge Soler. You could never have enough bats. I just don't see how the Marlins are going to take a step forward this year. It seems like they'll take a step back. How big of a step will that be? Maybe it'll depend on how good of a manager Skip Schumacher is. They're also missing Sandy Alcantara. I know they have Yuri Perez. He's pitched one full season. Actually, it wasn't even a full season. He's really good. He's talented. But you can't just snap and replace Sandy Alcantara that quickly. And now you have a lineup that's missing your biggest bat from last year. So how do you lose your biggest slugger and your Cy Young Award winner and then improve the following season? How does that happen? Did they do anything this offseason to make you think, okay, this team is committed to winning? They're going to have a better year? They have a ready-made excuse, and that's the thing that bothers me because you bring in Peter Bendix from Tampa. You move on from Kim Ang. The Marlins can say, well, it's a transition year. We're building up the farm first. We need to strengthen the farm before we can work on the big league roster. How many times have Marlins fans heard that excuse? You have a good season, a satisfying year, and then ownership was like, yeah, last year was cool, but we're not going to pay for this guy. We're not going to pay for that guy, and we're, we're going to build our farm. We're, we're looking at this long-term, sustained success. We've heard it all. The Marlins brought in D. Gordon's little brother, Nick Gordon. For Miami, it wasn't a hot stove. It was a broken microwave. I just don't see how they're going to win 79 games. So maybe that's something you want to take advantage of under 78 and a half. But betting aside, I just want the Marlins to do well. I want all of our teams to do well. I've been waiting for something, anything good to happen for the Marlins this offseason. Unfortunately, it's like, here we go again. The second a player does well, they're gone. And that stinks. You know what else stinks? Paying fees, lender fees, appraisal fees. You don't want to do that. 
That's why you want to call Stewie. Stewie is the man. He's got the bagel loan. When I look at a bagel, I see a big zero inside that bagel. And that's what you will pay Stewie. Zero. Nothing. No lender fees. No appraisal fees. If you're buying a home, if you need a mortgage, or you're refinancing, contact Stewie on his personal cell phone. I'll give that to you in a second. Tell him you are interested in the bagel loan. No lender fees, no appraisal fees. You pay Stewie nothing. Here's Stewie's personal cell phone number. 561-379-4441. That's 561-379-4441. Call Stewie. That's his personal cell phone Tell him you want to know about the bagel loan where you pay him nothing. MLS number 226715. I wanted to take time this segment right here because I've got a couple of minutes before Lieutenant Camacho from the Florida Highway Patrol joins me. I wanted to take a couple of minutes and talk about parades and when the Dolphins will have a parade and the Chiefs having a parade and then the news hits that there was a shooting at the Chiefs parade. According to KC police, there were shots fired near Union Station in Kansas City. Multiple people were struck. Uh, Two armed people were taken into custody for investigation. So here we are. It's like, okay, we're going to talk about a parade and a joyous event. And unfortunately, this occurs. I believe this was at the end of the Chiefs celebration. Just when you want to have like fun on the show and things are going good and people are celebrating, boom, something terrible happens. More news will continue Uh, to come out of Kansas City. I'm sure you'll see it all over television and social media. That's a big deal, what happened there, a day that was supposed to be full of celebrating. I wanted to take a few moments and say, hey, when are the Dolphins going to celebrate? When are you guys going to be able to celebrate? And then that happens in Kansas City with a shooting. Just brutal. What is up with some people? What I do know is that today's Valentine's Day and some of you may not be in love with your financial advisor. That's why you should contact Trajan Wealth. TrajanWealth.com is the website. I'll give you the phone number in a moment. They're local. They're located in Palm Beach. You may have financial goals. Maybe you've got new ones here in 2024. They're set in your mind, but you just don't know how to get it started or whatever you got going on right now is not working. Contact Trajan Wealth. They will design a plan based around those exact goals that you have. Visit TrajanWealth.com. That's TrajanWealth.com or call them 561-390-1000. Don't wait any longer. 
Get a hold of Trajan Wealth today. It'll cost you nothing to set up a meeting with Trajan Wealth. Advisory services are offered through Trajan Wealth LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor, and this is a paid advertisement. Here on this Wednesday, Lieutenant Camacho from the Florida Highway Patrol with us on the Andy Slater Show. Lieutenant, it's Valentine's Day. This is a big day for a lot of men out there. They're significant others. They're getting them gifts. They're going to dinners. Does the Florida Highway Patrol Lieutenant cut men or even women any slack here on Valentine's Day? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think there's always going to be that, uh, you know, everybody's going to kind of be in the spirit. And I think maybe, uh, you know, it would be a good idea if troopers gave out like maybe like uh, Maybe like instead of a citation, like like a chocolate or something for Valentine's Day, it's a driver's second pulled over. But I think there's always going to be always that compassion, Andy. It's a special day, and everybody's going to be making plans to spend time with their significant others. So you know, we don't. Uh, if you get make contact with somebody and they're maybe on the way to dinner or something, I think there's always going to be that uh, you know on their mind. Lieutenant, what about like I've seen people before with all these balloons. Like, they, they want to do it big for their girlfriend, their wife, whoever, boyfriend, husband, and they've got, right. like, 24 balloons in their car. You're behind right. them, and you can't really see anything because they got all these balloons. I'm assuming that's illegal, but, I mean, come on. It's Valentine's Day, right? I mean, you you know, whenever you have something, it's it becomes, uh, it be, you know, your view gets obstructed uh, whenever you have all these balloons, whether in the back seat now you can't use your rear view mirrors. If you have it in the front seat now, your side mirror is obstructed. So, but, uh, you know, again, Andy, we ask people to use their, you know, their best judgment and to not really, uh, you know, allow these things to to increase any risk while you're driving. And definitely if your if your view, uh, you know, or your vision is reduced in any way, then that's, you know, it increases the, the, the hazard a little bit out there. So just use your best judgment tonight when you're, when you're maybe uh, having your car with uh, some balloons inside of it. How about a big teddy bear in the passenger seat? Is that okay for the carpool? As long as he's, as long as he's wearing his <laughs> for carpool, you got me. I was like at the end there. Nah, I would say put the put the seatbelt on the teddy bear. We should be good to go. <laughs> Lieutenant Camacho with the Florida Higher Patrol with us here on the Andy Slater Show as he is every Wednesday. Lieutenant, there's been a lot of talk about what's going on on the roads. A, a couple of things have happened as of late. We know the tragedy uh, with one of your troopers, the plane crash last week. On I-75, I know some reports that small plane, this thing was a jet. Now, it's not a jumbo jet, but it's a uh, jet. It's a business jet. It's a big plane, and it goes down, unfortunately, two people uh, die in it. I saw some videos, Lieutenant, where this thing is engulfed in flames, and you've got cars nearby. They're staying there. They're running over. What is the best advice for a situation like that? Because you have all of this heat and these flames but of course you want to try to save people. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of good Samaritans out there and, and you know, when, when, when you find yourself in a situation like this, first of all, it's kind of, uh, it's pretty crazy to see that. I mean, smaller planes have landings. It happens, you know, it's not so rare where these smaller planes will land on a, on a highway or on a pretty big interstate. Sometimes it's happened a few times as I can recall, but that, like you said, that plane, that was a jet, that was much bigger and so, of course, people, when they see that, they want to help. But uh, I just think that, the, the, you know, the jet fuel in there uh, uh, that combined with the flames and stuff, I just don't think you, you might want to try to be a good Samaritan. But I think that I think at that point, the best thing you could do 
is just call for fire rescue and just, you know, because sometimes being a good Samaritan, you put yourself in harm's way. We just recently saw a soon-to-be firefighter, a female. I know she was uh, stopped out on I-95, I think it was. Again, doing her thing, trying to be a good Samaritan, and I believe she got hit by another vehicle, and that's just tragic, and that's happened a few times. And so for the good Samaritans out there, I, I think, before you can help somebody, you have to make sure you're safe, right? Because if if now if you get hurt, now it's uh, it's double the tragedy, and it's uh, so for the good Samaritans out there, just just put your safety first before you can uh, turn around and help somebody else. You know, you bring up that situation, and this is really twice in one week because we had Haywood Highsmith, the Miami Heat player, unfortunately right. get into a crash hitting a 21-year-old guy, and the guy loses his leg. Um, Very unfortunate. That guy was helping out another driver who was stuck on the road. Right. What is – I know what you just said, but when you're you're trying to help somebody, whether it's a a two-way street or or a highway, like what what should you do? Just call – FHP, star FHP, keep on moving, pull over on the side, tell them you're getting them help. What do you suggest? Yeah, I think, you know, it's, again, you can't turn a blind eye to, 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 the, to the hazardous condition of, of being on the side of the road or maybe in the middle of a road. Sometimes these crashes are so bad that the cars just become disabled and now they're in the middle of a major roadway and cars sometimes are still going by. And right, and if it's if it just happened, it's still fresh. There's no first responders there. There's no uh, tow trucks there. There's no fire. There's nothing there, and it's just a car in the middle of the road. And sometimes, you know, distracted driving is a real issue out there. Andy, and sometimes people might not notice it. And it just takes one vehicle to 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 have a secondary collision there and, and potentially have somebody you know lose their life or like in this case lose a lose a limb. Um, so I, it's just it's a very it's a very uh, hard topic to, to really touch on as far as the good Samaritans and every situation is different. But if I could give any advice, it would be to just first of all call right. If you see somebody in need, call right. And if you can pull over safely, if you can if you can do it, if you think it's safe, again using your judgment, then I would say do it. But it, it, you know, it's sometimes it's just not the best idea to put yourself in harm's way, even though you have that good intention of helping somebody else. You have to, you know, obviously prioritize your safety as, as well. Yeah, because at the same time, Lieutenant, it's hard to say like, "Hey, don't, don't help the person." Right. Just do right. it. Do it in another way. Again, Lieutenant Camacho with the Florida Higher Patrol with us here on the Andy Slater Show. Lieutenant, I've been reading some stories, um, the, the tragedy with one of your troopers uh, being in that high-speed chase, losing his life, the truck driver uh, losing his life as well. Um, I did see that the one person uh, involved, the, uh, the bad guy, um, was sent to jail, as he should be. But right. people are questioning, what's going on with all these chases? We've talked about this before. Um, unfortunately, we had this tragedy with one of your own last week. Even though you guys are so trained, how can you ever train lieutenant for someone that you're chasing who isn't trained? Yeah, I, I've always said it on this show, Andy. First of all, it's a tragedy for the trooper that lost his life. The the, the truck driver, blue collar guy, working his, running his route, found himself in that situation, and it all be it was all because 
this person, this felon, uh, made a decision in his mind that he wasn't going to stop for police and he was going to, you know, attempt to flee from them. And and that's what really caused it all. This, none of this would have happened if he would have just stopped, number one. But to answer your question, I think our troopers are trained, right? And they are trusted in making the best decisions out there based on their training, right? Uh, but again, people that are trying to get away from us, the, the so-called bad guys, they're not playing by the rules. And it's, it's always been like that, Andy. I mean, for years, I, I talked about it. Uh, you know, We have so many troopers that have lost their life uh, in these types of situations, in these pursuits where they get into a crash and... Um, and it's true, the best training uh, we might have still, you know, you have to always keep in mind that the bad guys aren't playing by the rules and they don't care whose life they put in danger. So it's our kind of job to really um, take the totality of the circumstances and just make the best decisions in, in how to apprehend somebody and how to, um, you know, go forward with the, if we're going to pursue or not. It's always it's always a big responsibility in that decision making. And the person you're chasing, like you're talking about, they, they don't really care because no, they don't. if you're chasing them, they've done something wrong, I would assume, so they're going to go to jail regardless. So with that approach, right. I mean, do you change anything? As, no, it's just they're, selfishly they're, they're only thinking about their, their escape or their attempt to escape. And, um, on, you know, more than likely it, it won't end in an escape. You will be caught uh, as as this person was. It's just... Again, uh, you know, uh, so many people lost their lives here, and uh, yeah. I think it just could have all been avoided, really. Just if you know, again, if you see blue lights behind you, don't try to don't try to run from law enforcement. It just makes things so much worse. And and law enforcement, they're, if they're trying to make contact with you, if they're trying to stop you for, it's always going to be for a reason. It's not just going to be. There's always going to be a probable cause, or there's going to be something going on there. So, just address the situation, and and it more than likely it'll. Uh, this could have just ended with a citation for this person for or, or, or for driving the way he was driving before, and look what it you know turned into, and that's just unfortunate. Yeah, it's so crazy. I would love to see some stats, Lieutenant, on how many people who are being chased actually get away. Like not just in Florida, but nationwide, because I never see them get away. I no, they think, rarely. You, you got any rarely. statistics on that? I don't. I don't. But there's so there, there's so much technology out there, Andy. It's just very hard to 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 successfully uh get away or, or flee it's 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 very difficult and it's just not even worth the attempt if i can right. give advice to anybody that would ever even consider that just don't don't even try it just just stop and i the situation will end so much better for for all parties involved well hopefully lieutenant nobody in this audience is fleeing from a trooper <laughs> maybe they're fleeing from something else you know it's valentine's <laughs> day you never know but not from someone at the uh, florida higher patrol Lieutenant Camacho with the Florida Higher Patrol. Thanks again for joining us on this Wednesday. Uh, we'll do it again next week. Stay safe out there. Thanks, Andy. See you. All right, Lieutenant Camacho with us every Wednesday. All right, that's all the time I've got for this Wednesday afternoon. For now, I'm Andy Slater, and I'll see you later.